Hello and welcome to Pumped, the Inside Podcast by Schwalbe. I'm your host, Tobias Wogon, and I'm talking here with Schwalbe athletes from different disciplines, from downhill to cross country and from road racing to triathlon. And today we're talking to one of the biggest stars in triathlon, Lucy Charles Barkley. The young Brit just signed with Cube Bikes and is excited for the next season. How she trained this winter and how she even got into triathlon, you will find out in this episode of Pumped. Hey Lucy, thank you so much for taking the time to do the podcast with us. Where I'm catching you right now. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm back in London in the UK now where I had actually been training in sunny Dubai. I'm now back in cold, wet England, but yeah, <laughs> happy to be home. So the first um, time when we were planning to record this podcast, um, it got pretty hectic and you had to, to leave Dubai, right? What, what was the situation there? Yeah, I think it's kind of in the situation with anything with this whole COVID situation. So we've been keeping an eye on the news and we wasn't sure if they were going to be bringing in the quarantine hotels here in the UK. So we didn't want to have done two amazing weeks of training and then have to go and quarantine in a hotel for two, possibly two weeks without any access to training <laughs> facilities. So yeah, we just decided, you know what, let's just get home. We know we can train at home and carry on from there. Yeah, so um, it's pretty hard for, for triathletes or athletes in, in total to, to train these days. And some triathletes are um, still training in the snow. Some are, are, uh, some are yet on the Canary Islands to ride road bike. Um, what is your current training, training like? Yeah, I mean, the, the main reason we went to Dubai was because we've just had limited access to facilities here in the UK. So pretty much for the whole of last year, it was very on-off access to an actual swimming pool. So we decided to go abroad so we could have that access. Um, obviously, we're now back home in the UK. Um, I'm pretty fortunate that I have a good training setup at home, um, which is an indoor setup. So treadmills, turbos, strength equipment. We do have an endless pool, but... I, as a swimmer, that was obviously my background, so I feel like I need a real swimming pool in order to swim at the <laughs> standard that I like to swim at. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're just kind of trying to get access to a swimming pool at the moment, but everything else is pretty good apart from the weather here, although the days are slowly getting longer, which is a plus. Um, and <laughs> as soon as we are allowed to go to the Canary Islands, I will be definitely heading out to Club La Santa <laughs> where I love to train. Yeah. Um, so hopefully they'll allow us to travel there sooner rather than later. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like now you're really in this boring training, indoor cycling um, kind of thing. So uh, yeah, I mean, especially for for triathlon, isn't it hard to train that long distance on the on the treadmill or on the um, on the kicker bike? Yeah, it's definitely hard. I mean, I'm probably quite fortunate because I always did do a lot of my training indoors, but it was always nice to have the option to go outside and ride outside, particularly in the summer here in the UK. It can be nice enough to ride outside. So 
I don't feel like I'm someone who struggles to train indoors, but it's always nice to have another option. Um, obviously, at the moment, there is no real other option because the weather is pretty bad here. Um, we went and did a run this morning and it's so muddy in the forest <laughs> that we live. So you, you go out for a run, but then you spend an hour having to clean everything after. It's very similar to cycling as well. Everything gets so wet and dirty that you go for a ride and then it's another hour of just cleaning all of your kit and equipment to go again. So it's actually way more time efficient to just train indoors and get the sessions done. Yeah, so weather in England uh, late January is not that welcoming for tr uh, for athletes, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> so you just had a few really exciting weeks um, behind you. You changed your bike sponsors, so you you signed with with Cube. How did this yeah. changed came? Yeah, so it was kind of the big news of 2021, uh, my new bike sponsor with Cube, which everyone wanted to know who it was going to be for quite a while so that was um nice to keep the secret and keep that excitement building but um yeah it was kind of several conversations I mean my 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 previous contract was coming to an end at the end of 2020 so we knew we wanted to look at different options um and cube were one of the options that came to us and I was just instantly impressed by the guys at Cube, their enthusiasm, their will to want to work with me and kind of adapt and adjust and progress things so that we can be on the fastest bike when I come to race. It just instantly excited me. And then kind of as the conversations developed and I actually got to meet more of the people at Cube, I just knew it was the right choice. I was really happy with all the people that worked there and just they just want me to be the best athlete I can be. And that's probably all I can ask of any brand that I work with is that it's all about performance and making sure that come race day, I'm going to go as fast as possible. Yeah. So I heard a um, quite interesting story, how you got the got in contact with Cube that wasn't it a, a dealer or someone who explained to Cube that they really should get you on the team? <laughs> yeah, I think that was one of the conversations when I had already been in conversation with the guys at Cube and someone who actually worked in the company had gone out to one of the dealerships in just a small town in Germany. And the guy who worked there was saying, we really need to get a top triathlete on, on our roster of athletes and someone who's going to put us on the map. And he said, I know we should get Lucy Charles Barclay and... Um, The guy who was visiting kind of laughed and said, oh, yeah, that would be good, wouldn't it? And um, <laughs> yeah, apparently the guy who worked in the dealership had met me at a race or at an airport and we'd obviously been talking and he thought I was nice and friendly. So um, that was pretty nice to hear. So with the change to Cube, there are uh, some different uh, changes as well. You switched to DT Swiss um, and obviously to, to Schwalbe. How can I imagine a change like this? Are you looking f uh, around with all the bike um, brands, which bike fits the best for you? Or is the bike um, yeah, adapted exactly for you? Yeah, so always when it comes to biking wheels equipment, it's always about 100% about performance and making sure that all of the equipment I've got is obviously not just the fastest, tested generally but the fastest tested for me and how I kind of feel like 
I get on with the equipment. So having done some riding on the DT Swiss wheels and the Swalb tires and obviously the cube bike um, out in Dubai, I feel like I've made the right choice because we were definitely <laughs> going quick. So I think that's the best test really, isn't it? If you go out on the road and you feel fast, um, it's a big tick. We did do some wind tunnel testing um, a little while ago, which was really positive, which obviously helped with my decision. But we hope to do some more wind tunnel testing um, pretty soon just to kind of adapt the position um, and get everything as as spot on as we can. Um, I feel like even just jumping straight on the bike, how it was, where it was kind of measured up to my old position, instantly felt really good. So um, it was a good place to start. Um, but I always feel like we can continue to improve and get faster, more aerodynamic, um, which is really exciting. So what do you think, how much Im improvement or how much work is on the bike from the first time you stepped on the bike to the first race? Yeah, I mean, obviously, there there is quite a bit of adjustments that we can make. Um, I already feel like I am quite aerodynamic in my kind of five or six years I've been doing triathlon. If you look at my position when I first started to now, it is <laughs> a completely different position. Um, it, it's laughable how I started in the beginning. But um, yeah, I guess the, the longer you go into the sport, the smaller the changes are because you should already be in a pretty good place. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I think there's there's a few things we will do that will make me a lot faster than I was previously. And obviously, over the 180 kilometers, a small change can be minutes on the bike. So yeah. it's really important that we get that right. Great. Um, you switched from swimming to triathlon in, I think, 2014. Um, yeah after having fought for a long time for a starting place for the Olympic Games in, in swimming, uh, what attracted you to triathlon? So I guess, obviously, naturally, I was already doing one of the disciplines, so that helps. Um, and there were a few people that I knew um, in my swimming career that kind of had done some triathlon, had done some Ironman racing, and it was always something in the back of my mind that I wanted to do. Um, the first one was definitely to just run a marathon. I knew I wanted to do that at some point in my life. Um, but we just thought, you know what, let's just jump it up and um, go straight to the Ironman. We get to run a marathon <laughs> at the end of that. So it was kind of a crazy decision. Just I just wanted to say I'd done an Ironman. And at the time, my husband, Reese and I, we had set up a personal training business. So it was one of those things where we thought that's quite a good selling point as a personal trainer to say you've done an Ironman distance. So you must kind of know what you're doing if you can complete one of those. Um, and it could be a good way of kind of getting new clients and people to train. So, um, yeah, we were doing that for quite a while when we started kind of our early days in triathlon. We were personal trainers at home. Okay. But have you always run and cycled before or did you have to start one sport from the beginning and had to learn it? Yeah, I'd always, um, obviously I had a great level of fitness from swimming. So I always sure. was the person who got selected at school to run the cross country or do the like 1500 meters on the running track. So I always did a little bit of running um, at school and my swimming fitness kind of just helped me through. Cycling was a lot less. I'd always had a mountain bike as a child and I was very lucky that my parents were really active.
active and we lived a very active lifestyle as children growing up. So I had ridden a mountain bike, but never a time trial bike or, or anything that was competitive. So that was probably the steepest learning curve when I came into <laughs> triathlon. Okay, but um, I mean, you you cycled before, but riding a um, or cycling a triathlon bike is a completely different story. What was the biggest step you learned in your cycling career or in your triathlon career? I just remember really early on into my triathlon training when I signed up for that first Ironman and I joined my local triathlon club and obviously a lot of the people at the club knew I was an amazing swimmer but they were like wow you've got a lot of work to do on the bike <laughs> like um I my engine of swimming hadn't kind of transferred over to cycling yet and my ability was obviously not very good every time I would stop at a traffic light I'd probably fall off because I forgot to unclip out the pedals so <laughs> it it was quite comical really how much of a steep learning curve it was going to be and I do remember thinking oh my how am I going to complete 180 kilometers without actually falling off my bike so um <laughs> yeah it was pretty funny but obviously um we learned pretty quickly how to ride a bike and how to lay down the power on a bike as well. And when was the first time you um, com compared um, to other to other triathlons? And how was the was the cycling in your first real triathlon competition? <laughs> yeah, so most of my first triathlons were in 2014. So I had the Ironman booked in for July 2014. So pretty much from May to July, I did a sprint distance, an Olympic distance. I ran a full marathon and I did the bike distance um, in like a sportive cycling event. So mm -hmm. I was pretty confident I would complete the distance. But all of those triathlons I'd done before, I would be first out the water, overtaken for the whole bike, and then I'd maybe catch one or two people up on the run. So I knew straight away that, the Ironman that I was doing, my first one would be first out of the water, pretty much all day being overtaken on the bike. And then maybe <laughs> I would catch a few people on the run. But obviously for me, that first one was just about getting to the finish line. So I didn't really care if I was being overtaken. But um, yeah, it definitely felt like a very long day on the bike. Yeah. So um, you're super strong in swimming and you, you told us that you're mostly the first out of the water with a lead um is it a advantage for you to um have this little lead um after swimming mentally or do you think that uh, that is not the not a big factor yeah i think for me i've always wanted to be leading the race from the beginning so even in swimming when i would race in the pool I would always go out pretty hard and then hang on. That was my kind of tactic. It's probably not one that most people think is a good idea. <laughs> um, but it, it seems to be I don't have much choice in triathlon. That's that's how I've got to race. My swim is obviously my strength. And actually, a lot of people have said to me before, well, if you just swam slower, then maybe you would bike and run faster. But actually, for me to physically swim slower doesn't really use less energy if anything mm -hmm. it uses more when I swim at that speed I just sit higher in the water I use less energy and um, I know I'm putting the other girls under pressure which is 
um, a pretty good thing to do over that distance. If you apply the pressure early, some people may crack mentally. So um, I feel like I like that way of racing. I know where I am all the time. Um, if I get overtaken, I instantly know I'm in second. Whereas obviously if you start further back down the pack, you don't know where you are positioned. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy with that. <laughs> it's how I like to race for sure. But in swimming, you can gain just a couple of minutes um, to your uh, competitors. What do you think? What is the discipline where you can gain the most time? The bike is definitely the discipline where you can gain the most time over your competitors. I mean, 180 kilometers is a very long way. And you can, like you said, you might gain one or two minutes in the swim, but you're possibly going to gain 10 minutes or more on the bike if you're just riding well and that's when it comes down to having you could be the best athlete but you need the best equipment to kind of maximize that time over that distance yeah okay and how is the training for triathlon compared to your former training as the um as a professional swimmer yeah so as a professional swimmer i would swim Every single day, most days I would swim twice a day. I would also do two to three strength sessions. So I was looking at doing maybe 25 hours of training per week. Obviously, as a triathlete, there's now three disciplines. I don't swim anywhere near as much as I used to as a swimmer. Like I would normally do around 80 kilometers of swimming per week as a swimmer. Um, mm -hmm. As a triathlete, I'm pretty happy when I can hit 30 kilometers. I think anywhere okay. over 20 is probably all I need to do to kind of maintain that swim ability. But if I wanted to swim faster in the Ironman, I reckon if I went up to, say, 40 kilometers per week, I might gain another minute on my swim. But obviously, at the moment, I want to dedicate most of my time to the bike and run disciplines where I've still probably got a good number of years where I will just naturally progress on those disciplines as I haven't been doing them that long um, mm -hmm. in the kind of real scheme of things. So, um, yeah, I'm obviously doing a lot more training as a triathlete. It's kind of around 30 hours plus per week. Um, so it's definitely more than when I was a swimmer, but it's nice because you've got that variety of free sports. So swimming could be quite monotonous and boring, whereas triathlon I do find a lot more fun to train for. Yeah, okay. Um, so you are still very young and have already great success. Um, and the most triathletes are a little bit older or the average is older. What is the advantage for you being younger to the advantage of the older um, triathletes? I think I'm, I'm quite happy to always be learning. So obviously, yeah, I'm quite young in the endurance sport but I'm also quite young in the fact that I've only been doing the sport five or six years now so I feel mm -hmm. like I'm constantly learning and, and able to improve on things whereas obviously the longer you've been in the sport maybe the scope to improve is less mm -hmm. um, and the good thing is in, in the long distance they kind of say you peak in your 30s so I know I've got a good number of years before I get into my 30s so I'm hoping that that progression will just continue and hopefully that means that I'm not anywhere near kind of the ability that I can get to in this sport and I've already had some good results so um yeah I just hope that I can continue to grow as an athlete and obviously those older athletes probably 
as long as their making progression will stay in the sport. And I think that would be the same thing I would apply that as long as I'm continuing to progress, then I'm going to continue doing this sport. But how important is the experience of the older guys in such a long race where you race um, eight hours? So is it an important factor? Yeah, I definitely say it's an important factor. In every single Ironman race I've done, I've learned something about myself, something about how to pace, something about a, a certain discipline. There's there's always things you take away from each race. Um, so definitely the more racing you've done, the more experience you will gain. I feel like in the short time I've been doing triathlon, I've probably done nearly 13 long distance races. So some of the people that have been in the sport a lot longer than me might not have actually done that many long distance races. So mm -hmm. I feel like I've crammed a lot of experience into a long time, uh, into a short time. But experience is definitely the key in this sport. You just learn so much mentally how to handle things that happen in races. Um, and yeah, definitely, I think any endurance sport experience is a big factor in how well you perform. Yeah. Most of the people often forget that you are still super young and um, that the good times or, yeah, they are still ahead of you, the the mid-30s when you're peaking your um, um, your yeah, ability to, to do this sport. How hard is it for you to meet the expectation of the, uh, expectation of the people or... Um, and not getting influenced by um, by the expectations. Yeah, I think there's a lot of expectation placed upon expectation, me. Expectation, yeah, um, thanks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> purely, purely based upon the results that I've had. So um, obviously coming second three times at the World Champs, a lot of people naturally are just waiting for me to win that race. And mm -hmm. every year I've massively progressed, but still only come second. So Their expectation is obviously there, but I've never really listened to it or had made it influence anything that I'm doing. I've always been an athlete. Back when I was a swimmer, every race I did, I wanted to win. That's just who I am. I, I was born super competitive. Um, definitely drove my sister absolutely mad growing up because everything was a competition. Um, <laughs> But that, that is just who I am. So whenever I go into any um, triathlon race and stand on that start line, my own expectation and pressure is only from myself. I want to win the race. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. I don't really feel pressure from my sponsors. Of course, I want to please them and, and showcase just how great the equipment is that I'm using. But ultimately, it just comes down to me wanting to win more than anything else. Mm-hmm. 2020 was kind of a weird season with not much happening. Um, what are your goals for 2021? Yeah, after having a year off, basically, in 2020, I feel really refreshed. I feel like I was able to do some great training, but obviously no pressure of racing. And now I feel really hungry and motivated to get racing in 2021. I'm keeping my eyes open for any glimpses of races that might happen. I, I definitely want to get on a start line soon and just kind of get rid of the rustiness that is probably going to be there from whether that's in a transition where you just do something silly. I, I'd like to get it out of the way pretty early. Uh, remember what it is to do um, the half distance, the full distance. And then in the second half of the year, hopefully have some great racing. I would definitely love to be 
back at Challenge Roth. Um, obviously, Kona is the big one each year. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm working towards. And everything before that will kind of just be a build up, a tune up, getting the body ready for those big races that hopefully are going to happen in the second half of this year. Great. Lucy, thanks a lot for your time. I wish you all the best for your training in the winter that you can fly to the Canaries uh, <laughs> pretty soon and uh, getting yeah, getting out of the bad weather. And uh, yeah, thanks for your time and talk soon. Bye-bye. Oh, thank you very much for having me. It's been great chatting to you. Bye. Bye.